Julene Jackson has been married to Al for over 30 years. Al is black, Julene is white. Together, they have a beautiful brown American loving family. On today's show, Julene and her daughter Kayla talk about life in a mixed race family and discuss some of the challenging topics and issues around race today. Welcome to the Moms for America podcast. Each week, we introduce you to special guests who share their personal stories and advice on how to build a strong foundation of faith, family, and freedom in their home, community, and country. Hi, moms. I'm Debbie Kurlaitis, your host, and this is the Moms for America podcast, a show inspiring, encouraging, and educating moms in their journey through motherhood. We are thrilled to have you here today. We would love to hear from you with any show topic suggestions and guest ideas. So I want to let you know that we have a new email just for that. It is podcast at momsforamerica.net. Again, you can contact me right at podcast at momsforamerica.net. Love to hear your suggestions. And I would absolutely love to hear from you. So on to today's show. You know, it's been more than 50 years since the civil rights movement in the 1960s. But unfortunately, it seems like in many ways that our country is getting more divided by race instead of less. Today, my special guests who I happen to know and I absolutely love, they have a lot to talk about color and family because they live this. They are a biracial, beautiful biracial family. Julene Jackson is going to talk about her interracial marriage and Julene's daughter Kayla will talk about her life experiences being biracial and they have how they have conquered the world with mixed colors and their own family. I am so excited to introduce them to you and I'm just thrilled to have them. Julene has been with Moms for America over 10 years. Actually, her and I have traveled around the country talking about patriotism and unity and uh, moms, the importance of moms. I'm so glad she's here with us. She is our senior advisor for our cottage meetings. Julene speaks all around the country about important issues like America's history, um, the importance of mothers, the amazing gift of the Constitution and racial issues with her husband. Kayla is also a part of our Moms for America team, and I can't wait for you to meet her. She's helped us on so many levels with the cottage meetings. Thrilled to have my girls joining me today. Hello, Jolene. Hello, Kayla. Hi, Deb. So good to be here today. And hello, Miss Kayla. Hi, so happy to be here with both of you. Thanks, ladies, for joining me today. Um, I'm thrilled to talk about this this topic with you because I look at you guys as, as just a model family. You have um, you've just done such a great job, Jolene. And look at Kayla. Look at your family. Your little nest is so beautiful. Why don't we start with a little bit about you telling us about the Jackson family? Okay. Well, me and my uh, beautiful husband, handsome, tall, dark, and handsome, as I like to say, <laughs> sure <today>. is. <laughs> No one ever puts this together in a room. If we're not standing next to uh, you know each other and I have to point him out, I always go, he's the tall, dark, handsome one over there. And even then they don't get that, you know, we're a team. But Al and I have been married for over 30 years. We've had seven beautiful children. We lost two little sons in infancy. They're up in the heavens. I, I tell my kids, those are my favorites. Preston was <laughs> up in the heavens. We have five very wild and alive children. Here on Earth, ages 27, Kayla Rose is our oldest living, 27, on down to the baby who's 14. And so we've kind of got them at every age and every stage. And so it's been fun to parent them uh, along the way at each stage. 
Uh, I've met your family. I've met Al. He's a hoot. I love what, um, I I just love his energy. He's so great. And I know you guys are speaking all around the country on a wide variety of topics. Um, And being that you're a biracial family, we're going to get into this with your daughter and you because um, the world is seeming very divided more and more. And we're seeing this around the country, um, kind of pitting each other races, um, oppress, oppressor, all these different things. Um, but I did want to just talk with, uh, real quickly about the fact when you said people don't put you together in a room. Um, you married a black man. Al married a white, a white beautiful lady. Um, yeah. Did you, when you fell in love, did you feel like just real quickly that there would be issues that you'd have to conquer? Or was this just something it didn't really even matter to you? You just knew God would take care of your family. And, and, and uh, you just said, yes, I do. I love you, babe. I, I think it's the latter. I mean, call me naive, but you know, I, he was a wonderful man. I mean, he could have been yellow, green, purple, or whatever color. Didn't I, matter. Right. Didn't matter. I, I fell in love with the man, his heart, his soul. It really didn't matter to me that he was a black man. So how did you, with your family, um, approach this with your kids? Uh, did you, and I'm going to have Kayla weigh in on this in, in just a minute as well. How did you approach this? Because it's obviously every family has a dynamic, whether you're black, white, whether you're older, younger, it, it doesn't matter, right? Every family has a dynamic. How did you um, talk about this with your kids about the, about blending, you know, a black and white couple together and making a, a beautiful family? How did this, just? do you talk about this at a young age with your kids or was it just mom's white, dad's black? No, we talk about it all the time. You know, Al and I have tried to be very intentional in the way that we raised our children and teaching them who we are. And we did this primarily. I mean, we talked to, we talk about race all the time in our family, sure. but we made a real point of it to have a morning devotional when they were growing up. My kids will say, I don't ever remember a time when we didn't have that devotional mom, but we would sc- read scripture. We'd sing a little a gospel We'd actually teach them stories and miracles of America, people that have been victors, not victims. And then we'd pray and we'd get the kids off. And so, you know, when you're teaching your kids that, you know, the first great commandment is to love God and the second is to love one another as he loves you. And, and, you know, God doesn't look at the outward appearance. He looks at the heart and that the worth of souls is great in his eyes. You know, he doesn't care about the color of your skin or how much money you make or what you do for a living. And so that is how we lay the foundation for our children. So of course we, you know, taught them about the heritage of their grandmas and grandpas and ancestors, but really we wanted to teach them their history in relation to who they were from God, that they were children of loving, you know, a loving God. That's right. So, well, I know Kayla talks about this. She's actually been very open about how beautiful your family devotions have been and the foundation that you raised her on. So, Kayla, what what were your thoughts? What are your thoughts um, about how your parents handled um, a biracial family and how they spoke to you as a as a child and as a daughter and raising you as a strong young woman that has a black and a white parent? Sure. So I think, like my mom mentioned, I really just have to reiterate the power of consistent family gatherings and daily devotionals and how formative of an experience that was to grow up and experience that. And I think first and foremost, it was taught in our home how to be good people. 
right? Mm -hmm. Beyond our skin color, beyond any labels that we were sons, we are sons and daughters of God, that we come from good, good stock in our, our family and the ancestors <laughs> right. that we have, like we are proud to be Jacksons. Yeah. And so I think just first and foremost, recognizing and understanding, you know, our divine identity, um, being rooted in truth and correct principles um, was very important to me. And it's something that I continue to fall back on. Uh, when it comes to our specific heritage, I think it was so helpful in our family. We are very close with our white side of the family, my mom's family and my dad's family. So I had exposure nice. in both cultures and heritages. It was really important, especially for my dad to articulate all of the beautiful contributions of black men and women in the past um, mm -hmm. and how they with so many insurmountable challenges were still able to find success. That's and right. we would talk about those things and, and really look at application. If they're able to do those things, uh, then we in this present day with all of the opportunities that are afforded us here in America, we will also be able to be successful if we work hard and focus on our personal responsibilities. That's right. Beautifully said, Kayla. You can tell your mama and your dad raised you well. I mean, so impressive to see a young person, you know, in today's culture and today's uh, world, you know, talking reasonable with common sense and appreciating um, their heritage in America. So, Jolene, let, let's flip over to you now. Um, do you feel like the kids um, face challenges? Uh, I'll have Kayla comment on this as well. Um, and how did you address them when they were growing up? Because I really would like you, both of you, to be sharing advice um, with our moms that are listening and, and for their daughters and for their children. So what, um, what challenges do the kids face and how did you address them? For sure. You know, I, I think they experience, you know, little unkind things or insensitive things, uh, in their growing up years and, uh, and they'd come home and we'd have a discussion around the dinner table or, you know, in devotional or in the car or wherever. So, you know, we, we would often tell the stories, you know, of notable black people throughout history who overcame real racism and especially black history month in February. Like we'd have this little family night once a week and we'd read stories of notable people that, you know, were victors that overcame Mary McLeod Bethune, uh, Booker T. Washington, Frederick Douglass. So, you know, they had these examples of people that made the most that became victorious. You know, they didn't yes. play the victim card. And so it kind of laid the foundation when they had little woundings or insensitive things to have a basis of example of people that, you know, took it as a challenge and, and made maybe some of their stumbling blocks, stepping stones to achieve. And oh, so, God. you know, we always tried to have an environment though, that the kids felt very comfortable that they could come to us and, and we could talk it through. And, uh, you know, I, I think, um, Kayla Rose, what were some of your, you know, I always have to ask my kids, you know. What, what <laughs> well, they remember the best, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, what, what would you say, honey? Yeah, I think being biracial, I, I honestly think that this is a struggle that every single person has their identity. Who are they? Where do they fit? 100%. 100%. Right? This, right. this isn't unique to me, but it is Correct. something that I, I did have to um, work through is where do I fit? Yeah. And I think one thing that really helped um, 
was in our family, we did talk about and acknowledge, just like my mom said, that there are people that have gone before us that experienced real racism. They're right. in present day, you know, you're still going to see bias. There may right. be still implicit racism. And my parents were always good to, if they ever felt that anything had happened in school or in our community that, that needed to be addressed, that they would do that. But I think what was emphasized even more so was this focus on personal responsibility, that I can do whatever mm -hmm. I set my mind to. And mm -hmm. I think in this day and age, we have this pendulum where many people want to be the victim. They want to feel powerless, that the system is working against them. Or you can swing the other way and recognize, yes, there are things that are going to happen that I can't control, but there is a lot that I can control. And that if I work hard and I am disciplined and I am persistent, that I can find success in my life. That's and right. so I, I just think it's such a much happier way to live when we emphasize mm -hmm. personal responsibilities because we can do we can do something about our current situation and, and living in this this great land and all of the freedoms and opportunities I just I think our, our potential is, is limitless it is limitless I love the fact that um you're encouraging our moms and their children to take responsibility to know that the world is theirs, right? We limit, I think we limit ourselves when we concentrate on the negatives. And when we embrace the positives, we see how amazing the world is and America is and the opportunities that they have. So it sounds like Julene and Kayla, your family constantly uh, addressed the issues at hand, talked about the world of opportunity, blended um, and educated your kids about both races. And together you just, went forward. Nobody was looking backwards. Nobody was ever hindered. Nobody was ever oppressed, which is now, right, the message of CRT that you and Al speak about across the country, Jalene. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> tell us, a, can you tell us a little bit about you and Al and your message as you travel around the country about critical race theory, the wokeism that's being taught in the schools? I mean, this, I guess, in many ways, we feel like it is on the tip of the tongue because it's in the schools all across the country now. They're weaving it in, they're indoctrinating the kids, they're dividing the classrooms, you have to pick. And that's that's really why I kind of wanted to talk about the subject with you because biracial children now in the school systems have to pick. I mean, you can't just be both. You can't just love both parents. You're either your, your mother, your father's an oppressor or your mother, your father is the oppressed. So I'd like to have you just address this, sure. Jolene, because you're, you're traveling all around the country on this topic. Yeah, I mean, my husband tonight is speaking on this issue again to a group. You know, really the world and the enemies of freedom, whom we like to say, want to divide this nation and they're using race as a means to do that. And they're trying right. to get kids to define them, define their identity by race or by gender mm -hmm. or by sex. And so, you know, what, what we encourage and counsel and recommend to parents is to learn, your, learn the true history. You know, learn these stories. Did you know uh, before 1960, the black marriage rate in America was higher than the white marriage race? 85% of black families were married. Wow. And that doesn't mean yeah. that, you know, they weren't experiencing forms of racism, but they were able to overcome because there was a strong family, a father and mm -hmm. a mother, and they were in the church. And when you right. have a strong family and you have God in your life, you can overcome. So right. this is the type of history and the facts that we would teach our children. So, you know, we would teach them what 
Black people did as opposed to what was done to them because history is replete with stories of victory. And so know your history. And this is why, you know, I really encourage moms and dads, we even have evening classes to come to our online cottage meetings where wow. we teach these, these uh, you know, inspiring messages and stories and miracles of America. Because you get a story like that in a kid. And when, you know, hard times hit, he remembers the example of people that overcame. And it helps them to overcome. Kayla, just on the heels of your mom talking about the agenda in the schools and, you know, her comments on that. How have you responded to the critical race theory um, and what you've been hearing and what you've been exposed to and kind of what's the indoctrination in the schools at this point? Sure. So I, you know, going back a couple of years, I'm 27 now, back when I was in college, I think this was something that I particularly um, struggled with a little bit. When you're 18, you're trying to figure out, you know, how to be an adult, where do I fit in this world? That's and just I a, tough, to, tough it's just a tough age anyways. It's a tough <laughs> you know? time. And so right. as a student in a predominantly white university, I began to find comfort and community in uh, groups of people that were well-meaning, but misguided and, and really fell into the, the strain of critical race theory. Systemic racism is real. And, and uh, I'm oppressed because of my layering identities with intersectionality. I, I um, identified with that for a little bit, but as I continued to see, especially uh, with the George Floyd incident, with the Black Lives Matter movement, I was able to see clearly for what it was, and it was a scam, that living in that kind of belief system or value system did not make me a happier individual. And I think the way that I was able to course correct and, and see truth again was because I was taught it in our home. That right. you it know, all gay, came back to what mom and dad were teaching back. you. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I think it will happen. The, the voices are so loud, right? This, this concept, we see it in commercials, we see it in our classrooms. But I think as you continue to just teach truth, it will, it comes back. And, and now as I, as I go forward, I just think to myself, that is not how I'm going to live my life. It does not make me happier. Right. It's not true. And I am more than capable of finding success uh, in this world today. Absolutely. Do you have advice for um, peers that, you know, you just, like you said, you, you, you're, that was your experience in college, but what would you say to, and, and now I'm speaking to, to biracial um, peers, but um, really this is, this crosses all sections, but I, I'd love for you just to tell what, what you would be your advice, whether it's vetting, whether it's educating yourself, whether it's digging deeper, whether it's, um, you know, what would you say to, sure. to the young generation now that's listening? I'm looking at you as an influencer right now. So mm -hmm. what would you say to them? The thing that I would fall on is I think as you become rooted in your identity, and I'm talking about as a child of God, I'm mm -hmm. talking about even understanding your ancestors and where you come from, that mm -hmm. these labels will not matter anymore to you, that you don't it. need to be defined by your race or your gender. Sure, there are things about both of those categories that inform who you are, but that shouldn't be at the core of your identity. And so I just have had this experience where as I learn more about 
um, the gifts that God has given me and, and my mm. divine potential. And, and I've drawn upon, uh, I work in a, a family history organization. So I love to discover my ancestors and where they came from as I've learned those things. Yeah. Um, this need to label myself has just faded away. And so that's what I would encourage to find figures throughout history, find figures in your family that you can look to as sources of examples and strength that can help to inform you on how you can better understand who you are. I love that, Kayla. Over to Mama here. I, I know, Julene, you and I have talked about so much about the beauty of family and that really when we think about it, none of us have, right? We have no influence in what family that we're brought into. And that is a divine choice by God. When he blends a family together and he gives them children, he knows that that's the family they should be in. And that's where they're going to grow and thrive. So I kind of would like to have you close this bit here with some advice to the moms, either moms that are uh, dealing with biracial issues. They have a, a family, maybe they're challenged right now because you know that they can be challenging or um, maybe moms that are just on a journey um, through this world of color and they want to communicate um, identity you know just the beautiful identity to their children what would you say to the moms yeah well I think it's just a constant reminder each day that we want to reaffirm our identity in Christ who we are you know mm -hmm. that we're we we're sons and daughters of the loving God, and we're brothers and sisters, and, you know, in this mortal sojourn, and we're all just linking arms, trying to walk each other back home, and so, you know, in order to do that, you got to spend some time daily in the Word, in the Bible, in, in praying, and, you know, you look to God for solutions and deliverance from from trials or heartaches. You don't look to government programs or legislation or governors or presidents of the United States. You look to God and you know you keep your family close you make family time quality quality family time a high priority and and you take 10 15 minutes at the dinner table or before the kids go off to school or before they go to bed at night and you teach them uh, you know, an inspiring story of someone from history who has overcome and you plant those seeds in their hearts and give them some tools, a, a reservoir to dip into when they experience some, uh, you know, some, some trials or some conflict in their life. And, and then continue to learn, learn uh, and study the history of America, learn the constitution, understand, you know, the principles of, of what our nation was built upon and what our founders intended. And then as you as you continue to do those things and teach those kids to rise up and be a part of the solution and not the problem to do something and ask God what your part will be in strengthening, you know, your family, your communities, your schools and ultimately this nation. I'm going to have you talk a little bit at the cottage meetings, both of you here at the end of the at, at end of the podcast here. But I did want to bring up an example that a mom had called me recently, which has spurred me to call you and say, let's discuss this. Um, she uh, is married to a black man. They have a beautiful family. Her kids went to school and her daughter came home and said, mom, I saw a clip today or a, a movie in, in a school today. And unfortunately, mom, you don't know this, but you can't help it. You're racist. And she was just appalled that in five, the seven minute movie had convinced her daughter that she was racist. Love you, mom but you're racist. 
You can't help it. And she now is just finding this battle. She said, I've never had this situation in my family before. We've never even talked about any being racist in her family. And it was just appalling to her. So just one last comment on that, because this is what they're teaching our kids in the schools. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, once again, when you're used to gathering your children in prayer and reading, you know, out of the Bible before you send them off to school, you're now equipped equipping them That's with right. a greater sense of being able to recognize truth from error. So Kayla Rose, if you went to school and you were told that your parents were racist, what would you, what would you think? Having- so this actually, yeah, this happened when I was in college, we had a conversation about intersectionality and, and, uh, even though you're adjacent, the, that's the correct term of you're married to a black man and you have biracial children that you actually don't, your, your mother doesn't fully know or understand. And I just, you know, initially I thought about it for a moment, but realized mm-hmm. that you are my mother. And you know me better than anyone else. And you Mm -hmm. see clearly because you love us as kids. You're here to defend us. And so I just think the way that I came to that answer is seeing strong parents in the home that intentionally parented me and loved me. And um, yeah, I, I could just see in my life, in my experience, that that was an absurd notion that my mother didn't fully understand or could connect with me because um or or was a racist um that that just didn't even align with the experiences that I had had in the home and continue to have with my parents the thing that's so shocking about this and appalling is that not only are they trying to divide the country they're coming in and they're trying to divide families which again, comes back to Jolene's point about just raising strong children and having a foundation of faith in the home. Let's talk about the cottage meeting, ladies, before you leave me, because both of you are very uh, involved in the cottage meeting. Um, Jolene, you want to just give the moms a quick intro. I've talked about it every week on the podcast. Um, I want you to just tell them how important it is. And then I want to have Kayla also comment on the cottage meetings. Yeah, well, Kayla Rose is going to teach a cottage meeting next week, our our morning or our our afternoon cottage meeting that's 12 noon Central Standard Time on how to teach your children the Constitution. And I guess, sis, you're going to give it from the viewpoint of how my mom taught us the Constitution. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so, you know, you better do good, Kayla. I know. Pressure's on. <laughs> Pressure's on, girl. You know, I mean, I have studied with women and, and come together in these discussion groups. They're like Bible groups, but we studied liberty. And I've seen how transformative it was in my life. It changed okay. the way I taught my children. It changed my marriage. It just, it, it improved so many parts of my life to learn these beautiful principles of liberty and freedom and how I could, you know, teach them to our, in our home. And so it's empowering. I mean, when you get this knowledge together that you're not the only one that's a little worried about what's going on in the world. There's mothers and grandmothers all across the country. And we come together each week online. We started teaching online classes during COVID and it works so well that we continue. Yeah, we, have, yeah. we have day classes and we, Al and I have just started an evening class for husbands, wives, grandmas, grandpas, the 5,000 year leap. You can go to momsforamerica.us, sign up now. If you miss a class, they're all recorded. You can find them on our website. Uh-huh. And it was that 5,000 year leap was the first book that I studied 
uh, with a group of about six women in Oregon, we were so worried about what our kids are being taught in school systems. And that was 12 years ago. So imagine what moms are feeling today. Yeah. And all of us women, as we learn these principles and these stories, we came home, we begin to teach our children. And uh, I mean, some of the things those women have gone on to do, they've run for office, they've written books, they have radio shows, they have podcasts. They sure do. Well, I mean, just, the, you know, it's going to look, different for everyone, what God places on their heart once they learn these principles, you know, how to shore up their homes, the four walls of their homes and their communities, but you will be moved to do something. And enough of us mothers doing something will justify the heavens to God to intervene and heal our land. That is the promise. I love Kayla that you're teaching a cottage meeting (laughs) lesson. Look at that. So the, the power of the cottage meeting comment from you as well, Kayla. Sure. So I have, I started attending cottage meetings when I was a teenager. My mom, she yeah, had her weekly we meeting. Yes. <laughs> and especially during summer break, cause they would have their meeting during the day. She would drag us. Sometimes we were not willing my siblings and I to go, but we, we went and we would sit there <laughs> for to. an hour and we'd <laughs> fill out our little workbook. And I just think, you know, I love cottage meetings because of the community that it creates. It creates a community of, of women who love America and, and that influence what they learn mm-hmm. in those meetings and then are able to go out into their communities and, and influence and guide and nurture is just That's remarkable. Right. So for me, I, I find a personal love to cottage meetings because it helped to just help me ground my patriotism that I love America, that America is good, that there's so much hope in this land and, and there's so much goodness in, in the way our founders uh, formed this nation. So I, I'm a number one fan. <laughs> you are. Oh, I love that, Kayla. Jolene, do you have any closing thoughts for me before I say goodbye and hope to have you join me again soon on another topic? But um, any last words for the mamas? Oh, thank you so much, Deb. I just want you to know, I just feel that there's so much hope. We are on the right side. And as long as we're willing to get on that wall and say, okay, Lord, here am I, send me. I don't know a lot about the Constitution. I don't know a lot about history, but I'm willing to learn and you know, use me as a vessel to do good in the world, that God will will uh, expand our capacity to learn, to grow, to know how to shore up our children and our grandchildren, and will give us even opportunities to go out in the community and to do something and it really will it will justify the heavens and you know in second chronicles seven fourteen, when the lord says if we will seek his face and repent and turn from our wicked ways and i think some of our wicked ways are just kind of apathetic uninformed kind of lazy but right. if, if we will now make this a priority to gather together and to learn and to study these principles with mothers and they go home and to teach them to our children and our grandchildren the lord will will bless us for this it will he will That's bless our families he will bless our communities and he will bless our country mm-hmm. amen sister and like you just said when we invest in our family when um attacks come on us whether it's race or identity or division in our home, whatever it is, whatever topic it is, it's bigger than skin color. It's bigger than race. We then have a sound, a sound foundation in our home. Where we can address, pray and regroup, you know, yeah. all glory to God. Exactly. Amen.
All right. Well, thanks, girls. I so appreciate Julian and Kayla joining us today and talking with us about your family and black, white, you know what I'm saying? Red, white, and blue. We are all Americans. And thank you, ladies, for sharing. Um, I think it was very, very uh, topical, uh, current, and cultural. And I think moms are going to really appreciate both of your insights on that. Uh, for the rest of the moms here, I just want to make sure that you stop by our website, which is momsforamerica.us. Again, that is momsforamerica.us. Check out all their amazing resources, events, and programs like the cottage meeting that Julian and Kayla just talked about. You can find all of the information there on our website. Again, that's momsforamerica.us. Again, you can email me at podcasts at momsforamerica.net uh, with any questions, suggestions, feedback. I would love to hear from you. Um, also sign up for our weekly newsletter. So you can get educated on the issues that relate to you as a mom that help you engage with other moms all across the country. We believe that liberty begins at home and that you, you moms, you are the heartbeat of America. Please like, subscribe, and share our podcast. We are on all the formats. We're also on Charisma Podcast Network and on the video channels like YouTube and Rumble. So that's my big commercial there at the end. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, we so appreciate you coming by. And um, let's keep changing our world one home at a time. <laughs>